Chapter 9, From Personal Choice to Choiceless Surrender. We've been taught by our culture, religion, educational systems, and in many other ways that human beings have free will. That free will is one of our basic human and spiritual rights. We think we are free to choose to do whatever we want to do, have whatever we want to have, albeit within the law. We think that free will means we are free, that we have true freedom. Free will means that if we want a big car, a big house, that nice vacation home, the spouse of our dreams, the big bank account, we will do what it takes to get those things, but we rarely consider the consequences. The consequences of free will, which results in personal choice, affects others and the world around us. Free will doesn't have consequences only when we are completely ignorant of the effects of our own personal choices. What we think, say, do, and have does have an effect on others. Personal choice always has consequences. I want to offer another perspective. I believe that living out of our free will through personal choice is only the illusion of freedom. We think we're in control, everything going well. We have at least some of what we want, and then what happens? We get sick and we wonder, what did we do wrong? We lose our job, our house, or our spouse, and we wonder, where did we go wrong? How did this happen? This is the downside of free will. We think we can control life, and we get upset when we can't. Letting life decide also has consequences, but we accept them as a part of divine order, as opportunities to increase our level of acceptance of what is. We don't see them as negative consequences. We accept them as being for the higher good and out of our control. I believe God has given us free will so we can give it back. That's the choice we have. We can give back our free will and personal choice and embrace choiceless surrender, which is very freeing. We move out of our egocentric orientation and we say, I really don't know what is best for me or for anyone else or for the world. God, I just don't know. I really want to do what you want me to do. That's real freedom. When we release the need to control our lives, true freedom is living without judgment, without emotions as guides, without caring what others think of you, without all those emotional and energetic reactions that imbalance us. True freedom is intending the highest good, doing what God wants you to do without fear. That is freedom. If you operate from thy will, then you are free. No more burden of why did I say that or why did I do that? You can be at peace with what you know and what you don't know, what you've experienced and what you haven't experienced. You are operating intuitively, connecting to the source within you, moving beyond your own judgment. You are amazingly free. Free will isn't about freedom. Free will has consequences on us and others, and it's burdensome. Our free will is trying so hard to get it right, to make the right decisions, to achieve and succeed. Free will doesn't often think about what's in the highest good, If you don't know what's in the highest good in a particular situation, then doing what you want to do is the best you can do. We are all free to do what we want to do, to use our free will and personal choice until we become conscious of a higher good. And that consciousness grows strong in us. I don't want to minimize any choice we make because life is an eternal process of increasing consciousness. When you operate from the place of your thinking mind, free will is the way to go. But then what happens? We get sick and wonder what we did wrong to bring this sickness. Contrast the way of free will with the intuitive way of choiceless surrender. Remember, life is eternal. Affirm the truth that life intends only good. 
Surrender to thy will, acknowledging that you don't know what's best, except that you will never know or completely understand why things happen. Since life itself wants to teach you how to master the art of living fully and joyfully in peace, no matter what, if you come from a place of thy will, then if you're sick, you're sick. You don't blame yourself. You know the sickness holds some type of blessing. Then, if someone is having a problem, you are free to stay peaceful and joyous without thinking you did something wrong or you need to fix the problem. The more you grow in consciousness, the more you will want to do what is in the highest good. When we realize that we don't always know what is in the highest good, we commit to choiceless surrender, to thy will. The more you commit to this way, the more you almost have to. You find that it's not a burden, not so much a responsibility, as it is an honor bestowed on you by life as directed by God. The more moments you have in choiceless surrender, the more consciousness increases naturally. Hence, with experience comes wisdom. As we grow in age, wisdom, and life experiences, we lose our reliance on personal choice and our belief in free will. We come to a space of peace with our lives, just as it is. We welcome higher consciousness. We intend thy will, and we want what is only in the highest good for the greatest number. When changes come, we embrace it. When we are in the space of relying on free will and our personal choices, we usually don't react well to change. We tend to resist it. But that resistance means that we automatically escalate the number of moments needed to reach greater consciousness. Resistance always means that we suffer more, and so do others. Life understands that it has to teach us. No matter what you did, no matter what she did, no matter what went on, you are still one with life. Life commits to us. No matter what they did to hurt you, no matter what they did to disappoint you, no matter how they abused you, you are still one with life. That, too, is choiceless surrender. There's a truth operating here. Life in all its force and order will inevitably bring all of us into a greater space of consciousness whether or not we consciously choose it. And life will also resolve our unconsciousness. Over and over again, life offers us the experiences and situations that we need to grow in wisdom, awareness, surrender, and intuitive knowing. Time and time again, life asks us to grow more fully into our intuitive knowing and into a higher consciousness. And what is life's purpose in all this? It is to bring about the highest good for all life, human and other. Isn't that something we can be grateful for? So if the intention of life is so big and intends so much good, then our primary personal choices pale in comparison, don't they? When we really get this, we sink willingly into choiceless surrender, now and in the future. Let's think for a moment. How do we deal with the future? We hypothesize about it, put expectations on it, hook goals to it, and then surround the whole space with fear. Time becomes important when we think about the future. Even though time is a human measurement invented to quantify life, which is infinite and eternal. How can time measure the infinite, the eternal? Life is infinite and eternal, and so are we. See how we choke the future with our free will and personal choice? See how we release it with choiceless surrender? And what about the present? We do all sorts of things to that too, put all sorts of thinking around it. Even when we say, now I'm going to the store. Just like that, the moment now is past tense. But when we view everything through our sensory perceptions and the emotion now gets picked up by our central nervous system, 
which takes a hold of now and applies all sorts of data to it, such as how this now compares with that now, how what happened in the past might compare to other nows in the scary future, then our brain judges this now as better or worse. After all this goes on, we react mostly in fear to secure our own survival, which creates high degrees of stress to the mind, body, and spirit. It's energy intensive and creates imbalance in our system. We don't really know what it's all about. Why is the truth so hard to accept? Rather than live so inefficiently with chaos and suffering as our partners, instead of joy, I believe we do have another choice, the practice of living intuitively from a space of unconditional love, peace, acceptance, and compassion in choiceless surrender. The practice encourages you to love life on its terms, not yours, to surrender your free will and personal choice for the greater good of all life. Life is not out to get us. It's out to bless us, teach us, heal us. Allow it, and it will even heal you of what ails you. Life will put an end to your suffering and lead you into greater peace, love, and fullness. Life will heal you. Use your free will to adopt choiceless surrender as your modus operandi. Turn to life, to God, with humility and gratitude and say, Thy will. See yourself, others, everyone, and everything as life. As you move more and more into choiceless surrender, you will have no choice but to love yourself, everyone, and everything. You and I are not humans first. We are life first and eternally. Never will you understand the magnificence that is life, but that will no longer bother you. It will be okay because you've surrendered to life's will. And what does life intend? Only the good. This is the practice. Let's take the example of someone you love who is now angry at you. If you cannot unconditionally love and unconditionally accept this person's anger and you respond with anger, What is your first task? To unconditionally love and accept yourself in this disharmony. Then to remember that life only intends the good. Then to remember thy will and to choicelessly surrender to learn the lesson life is teaching you. Then to be grateful for the opportunity to unconditionally love and accept yourself and the other. As you practice over a greater and greater number of experiences and respond with choiceless surrender, responding in unconditional love will eventually become your first option. I practice this kind of living moment after moment as a student of life. This is what I've learned and what you too will learn as you put yourself in life's classroom. As a student rather than a distracted observer, we are all at various levels of consciousness and we can all ask each other humbly to live without suffering by engaging in the practice of living and loving life from a place of unconditional love, peace, acceptance, and compassion. We can do it to help ourselves, our families, our friends, our so-called enemies, and our world. The end of unnecessary suffering can begin right now in each of our lives as we surrender personal choice and as we choose choiceless surrender and thy will. Then we can release our need for emotions to guide us and the energetic reactions they stimulate to imbalance us. We free ourselves and all others from unnecessary suffering. As you move into choiceless surrender, what will you lose? For one thing, you'll lose the drama that always seems to be around your own personal choices. You'll lose the kick of emotions and the stress of reactions. You'll lose hyperactivity. Life becomes wonderful and beautiful and even. No more egocentric personal choices that amount to getting in your own way. 
It won't be exactly monotonous because you'll always be in a state of gratitude, able to more fully witness the divine order of life and learn from it instead of reacting to it, trying to survive it. Practice releasing personal choice every minute of your life for the rest of eternity. Live out of the practice of saying thy will and letting life bring you exactly what you need to grow in consciousness. Allow life to dictate all outcomes and release all personal attachment. Remember, life is impersonal. It's just life. This doesn't mean that we stop working and start just waiting for something to happen. We engage in life, exercise, pay bills, participate in our communities, spend time with our family, work. We engage with all of life from a place of balance, without attachment, without caring how anything turns out, without trying to fix or control anything. If something happens that is unpleasant or hurtful, we embrace it, accept it unconditionally, learn from it, and allow it to bring us to a higher space of consciousness. We didn't cause it because we've surrendered choicelessness. So, if life brought it to us, it must be in the highest good. We are free to relax with whatever is. We are free to end suffering, our own, and the suffering of others. We are no longer afraid of death because if life brings it, it must be in the highest good. Hang on to the illusion that personal choice is the way to go. I hung on to it for a long time. Discover for yourself where peace is. Is it in personal choice? Or is it in choiceless surrender? You decide. Another way of asking the question is... Where is the fear and chaos? In personal choice or in choiceless surrender? Believe me, I lived for a long time in a space of believing I was making things happen or not, keeping things going, keeping a marriage going, keeping a job going, keeping friendships going, that illusion of control. The practice offers a peaceful, moment-by-moment process of practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion. It opens us to a space of complete surrender, letting life decide what's going to happen, what's not going to happen, who will stay and who will go. I believe that God gave us free will so that we would give it back through choiceless surrender. Rather than saying, I want and I will, we say, thy will. We grow in the practice of loving and living life unconditionally by saying moment by moment, thy will. We let life bring us what we need. We stop making it all happen. We let go of fear and move into choiceless surrender. Therein lies true freedom.